Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Happy Wednesday. This is a good one to start with. Yeah, not bad, huh? Happy birthday to Chris Robinson of the Black Crows, age 57 today. Formerly married to uh, yeah, blonde actress. Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yep. <laughs> Why that can neither one. one of us come up with her name? Uh, It'd be nice if I thought of this stuff like before I turned on the mic, because <laughs> then I could look it up instead of just randomly, oh yeah, that blonde actress, but the text line's going to know. Yep. Yeah, they will, we'll get it soon, no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, they, they, um, yeah, they were married for a minute, and then all of a sudden they weren't again. A couple kids, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little while ago. Um... Here's, here's my warning about today. Um, at about 5.30 this morning, I spilled a massive amount of coffee oh. everywhere in front of me. Yeah. Anywhere coffee could have. There's a reason we're not allowed to really have drinks in the studio. Yes. I, that used to be a rule. I don't know if it still is. Engineers don't like it when liquid gets into electronics, as John shows me the massive QT. Is that iced tea that we've uh, yes. got there? Yeah, you got a little iced tea okay. there, but don't, don't tell anybody. Kate Hudson, yes. Thank you, text line. That's her name. Blonde actress, Goldie Hawn. We had that part right. So, you know, I drink quite a bit of coffee in the morning, and I don't have that rule at home. I don't have the no coffee near the electronics rule at home. I I think I was just getting out of my chair to go refill coffee, and I just... As, as an Italian that gestures wildly is known to do, even when I'm by myself, I just kind of just, and I, so I thought I got it all this morning. I, it went everywhere. <laughs> I mean, on the floor, I'm fine. And so I, I thought I did a very good job. Two minutes ago, I thought, God, you know, my laptop feels heavy. Yeah, it's, I just found a big pool under, like apparently I missed behind the laptop, all in the back. I'm convinced there's coffee in the laptop so your electronic device was sitting in a pool of coffee all morning for like five hours okay good (laughs) that that surely won't cause any difficulties the space bar now i've had this laptop this is i gotta think about what year this is 20 so like five years Mm -hmm. it works a lot it's got a big job um and so uh, yeah it feels heavy the space bar is being a little testy yeah it's it's being a little inconsistent That'll, I'm sure that'll be fine. I'm not, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> but I think there's coffee in it. I think there's coffee in the laptop because there was a bunch in the back and there's a place in the front. It's just always been this way. We're like, where the two pieces meet and there's kind of an opening there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If there's And see, this is one of the places where if you decide, I mean, if it breaks and you need to get it repaired, mm-hmm. are you the kind of person who would take it someplace to get it repaired or would you just go get a new laptop? I've never had to answer that question. I've never had a laptop break. I'm probably at the point, so I like having a spare. Oh, okay, I like having yeah. a backup. Uh-huh. 
Um, in fact, three feet behind me, there's a there's a stack of them <laughs> of old backups that I still stack have. Stack of laptops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's like three or four back there. In answer to your question. I'm probably not getting this one fixed. Okay. I'm pro- because this is on its last leg anyway. Yeah. Well, it's like I'm I'm six or seven years in at I this was, point. I was going to say that. I mean, that's the one place that having IBM stuff or, you know, PC clone mm-hmm. stuff, whatever it is, it is scores over having an Apple because Apple goes way out of their way to make sure that you cannot open anything they have. Phones, laptops, all of that stuff. It, it, you probably have Phillips screws. Just regular old cross, you know, Phillips screws uh-huh. holding that thing together. No, no, no. We have six lobe weird things, and some of them are five lobe and three lobe. All the screws, they don't look like regular screws at all, and nobody has those screwdrivers. So Apple is like Sony used to be, where they're just like, no, no, no. Don't touch our stuff ever under any circumstances. Let's go back to the if I were to get it fixed thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I need this every day. Mm-hmm. So it's so the fact that it's still working is phenomenal. <laughs> the fact that there's probably coffee in it and we're still on the air is incredible. I wouldn't even know where to go to get it fixed. Is that a micro center thing? Um, well, there's a couple of places. In fact, uh, yeah, a, a good friend of the radio station runs one uh, here in town. We'll we'll go over that okay. a, a little bit later Feel on. Free. But, Let me know. Yeah. The, uh, the, the other good thing about that is that, um, you know, you... It, well, what what I would suggest that you do is as soon as we get off the air, back it up. Everything. I mean, just okay. find a hard drive somewhere and back up everything that's on your computer. That way, if it does just decide to fry itself, you'll at yeah. least have your data backed up. Yeah. So the thing that I do, the thing that I'm, everything is, I do everything in Google, every which is probably not smart because I know it can be hacked and it's in the cloud. Google has everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Sure. F- whatever. Fine. Pictures of whatever. I don't care have at it um so at least everything's on google there's very little that's kept on the device itself except software uh, okay yeah that would be my problem is there's there's very specific software that i use for a couple things that i need anyway if i suddenly am not here i didn't abandon you it just it decided it had enough <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it decided it couldn't dry out fast enough and it 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 had enough Call so welcome to wednesday we'll be on point we are limping toward Christmas when there will be a few days there that I can get some things fixed. Um, okay, so <laughs> we'll start uh, with the big story of yesterday that continued to be a big story overnight, which is, I need. if you want to give me other nouns for this, I'm going to call it fiasco today. That works. Of Jackson County property assessments. Disaster works, total chaos, complete mess. I'm going to use fiasco for the moment. Not to mention the fact that now the lawsuit that we talked about yesterday, because the the attorney general's office had signed on to the lawsuit that the state taxing authority had filed against Jackson County, against the tax assessors and Frank White, just hours after we talked about it, was tossed, as was the class action lawsuit that several of the taxpayers had launched against the tax assessor's office. And for two different reasons, Uh, they weren't real specific about the one that the attorney general's office had signed on to, but they said that there was a procedural problem with it. So it wasn't about the merits of the suit itself. It was about some kind of procedural issue with the filing of the lawsuit. So they can refile it. Right. And they already have. The, The attorney general's office has filed a new lawsuit on the heels of that. The state taxing authority we have not heard from yet, but it wouldn't surprise me to see it go the other way around, that they'll sign on to that lawsuit and say, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and join you on that one. The class action suit, and this, oh man, it, this goes right to people's growing irritation with Frank White. 
because uh-huh. the the lawsuit was tossed out. And again, this is the taxpayer's class action lawsuit against the taxing authority. It was tossed out because the, uh, the, the appeals process had not yet been exhausted. So what the court said was, you still have avenues for resolution and and for some kind of recompense that you haven't exhausted yet. So you can't sue yet. They didn't say that there was anything. Again, there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with the suit. They just said you filed too early. You still have other ways that you could be made whole. So going through the courts at this point doesn't make any sense. I not a lawyer why can't they do both why can't they go to the courts if they want because then they could conceivably double dip you would be getting you would be getting a remedy from the court on top of what you might get from the appeals process and that the courts can't do because the court wants you to make sure that you've been harmed in some irreparable way and they're the only way that you can be made whole so, okay. and that makes sense, but Frank White came out on the heels of that, and pardon me, I don't have the quote right in front of me, but said something to the effect of, well, see, this proves that we're dedicated to getting the taxes right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't prove anything of the sort. The, the courts didn't say anything about whether the, the county was dedicated to getting an accurate tax assessment. They said you filed the, the lawsuit too early. Here's some free advice. If Frank White is listening, uh, frankly, here's some free advice to anyone. Um, any, I say this, although we're working to get a, a Manny Bark on with us today. I, I just um, don't defend this yet. Yeah, I, it's time for anyone involved in this to stop defending what the attorney general and the auditor have proven to be untrue. It, it's time to just not. Cool it with that. Yes. Bit. Yeah. Drop the pretense of, yeah. of see the, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. Well, clearly you did. If the state auditor's report is to be believed, then clearly something was very, very wrong. Now whose fault it was, we still don't know. And, right. and so it's fair, I guess, to say that, that we can't say it's the auditor or not the auditor. It's the assessor's fault or it's, I mean, Tyler Incorporated's fault or whatever their name is, the, the, uh, the software company. But somebody clearly bungled this. And it seems like the, uh, the time for saying, well, see, we, we really did a good job is kind of long past. Yeah, especially, again, we went through that lawsuit yesterday, and especially when you get into things like um, the coercion, that's the word that stays with me about that lawsuit, is the the coercion into don't file appeals or making the process more difficult. Yep. I, I think we can lay a lot of this at Tyler Technologies' feet, it sounds like. It sounds like a lot of this was them of their own. But when you talk about coercion, when you talk about the appeals process, listen, we don't know where the lawsuit's going to go. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen with that. I take the attorney general out of it for a second. And I just look at the auditor's report and, and you just look at what the evidence and investigation showed. Coercion's a big word. I yes. mean, that's, and you have a lot of taxpayers who can testify about what they experienced. And what's interesting about the lawsuit is it was written yesterday. And again, that lawsuit has been tossed out, but the way that they worded it in there underscores the fact that coercion can mean a couple of different things. There can be overt coercion where you're telling somebody, why don't you just drop this? 
or it can be what you just referenced, the idea that you made the process so un- so needlessly complicated that what you were really doing is trying to get people frustrated so that they just threw up their hands and walked away because they were sick of the appellate process. The appellate process should be easy. And they, uh, the allegation is by the state auditor and by that lawsuit – and I'm sure it's in the new one, too, even though I haven't had a chance to read through it word for word yet, mm-hmm. that, uh, that that words to that effect are in there, that you were coercing people to drop their appeals by simply making it this red tape maze, this labyrinthine process that nobody could hope to get through. And they just got frustrated with it and dropped it. Yeah, they just give up yeah. at that point. You say, you know what, I'll just pay it because this is too difficult. Um, it's not exactly the same thing, but it has the same point at the end. And it all falls under that umbrella of coercion. Right. Um, We need to get to a break. We are going to have with us uh, Manny Abarca, who we just talked to last week about the Kansas City Royals. He's on the Jackson County Legislature. He's made some comments in the past about the assessor and the assessor's office. We'll talk to him at 11. Speaking of the assessor, we mentioned yesterday that the Jackson County Executive, Frank White, that is an elected position, and he just got reelected. That's up until uh, January 2027. Should the assessor maybe be an elected position? Are we qualified to make that decision? Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Phone number 913-586-7798. So this is pre-filed bill season in advance of state legislators, legislatures meeting in January. This is when we start to hear about all the legislation that they're maybe going to consider. And one of them applies directly to what's happening in Jackson County. Yeah, it would effectively make, uh, not effectively, it would make the, uh, the tax assessor in Jackson County an elected position. And you know, the, the reaction to this, I, I, I haven't heard much of yet, but uh, it, it, I would love a little bit more exploration and a little bit more explanation as to why anybody in Jeff City thinks that's a good idea. Did you see in the story out of Channel 9, Jackson County is the only county in Missouri where it is, this is worded kind of funny, uh, where the it's bill an would appointed make, position. Where it's an appointed position. In every other county in the state, it's an elected position. Why is Kansas City weird about so many things like that? <laughs> well, again, our police department is the only one in the state that's run by a state commission. Yep. Um, why are we weird about that? So we're the only county where it's an appointed position and not elected. Yeah, and, and that would seem to indicate that having it be an elected position is a good idea. But there were a couple of things that we talked about yesterday that may mean that it's not the best idea. And I don't know. I mean, I would have to look much more into this as to, you know, how well things work in other areas of the state. But I mean, when this gets bungled and it gets bungled in the only county that has an appointed assessor, then maybe so. But my worry with that is, as we talked about yesterday with Frank White, if you have somebody who's in an elected position, you can't just fire them. If they do a bad job, you have to go through the process of a recall election, et cetera, et cetera. And what this really seems like to me is that's the government's way of throwing up their hands. If something does go wrong in the future, they can say, well, it's not our fault. We didn't appoint them. Yeah, I have a couple issues with it. Uh, one is exactly what you just said. To be blunt about it, you it's harder to fire them. If it's an appointed – and I assume it's appointed by – the county legislature. I assume it's the Jackson County legislature that yes. appoint, or is it Frank White? 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, because it could be the uh, yeah the county executive. It seems like a position like that. Uh, my guess would be, and that's all it is, that it would be the county legislature that would do that. We can ask Manny Barker when he's here with us next hour. Yeah, we'll jot that one down. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't like that this is a reason I don't like it, but yeah, you want to be able to fire somebody mm-hmm. if it, you know if they're bad at the job. But the other thing I said to you this morning is, this is where I take issue with a little bit that we elect judges. Um, I don't know anything about the qualifications of an assessor. I don't. If you gave me two assessor candidates to choose from. How do I know which one's better qualified? It also, yeah, you, you make an excellent point. It also seems to be one of those positions where. I mean, nobody's going to actively campaign. You know what right. I mean? There are going to be yard and campaign signs on up. What exactly? And so we're not going to know based on that. I mean, based on yard signs, what does that tell you about somebody's qualifications for the job? Nothing. It's well, one of those positions where you walk into the voting booth and go, eh, "That sounds like a nice name." Plunk. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. What are the? Again, it's the same thing with judges. If you were to, how do you set yourself apart from someone that runs against you? What policies or positions do you take that sets you apart? Um, I, when I lived in Illinois, our, you know, you're, you're in the country a little bit, but we were in Bloomington Normal in McLean County. Our coroner was elected. How, who? <laughs> how what would do you I know? know? Right? About electing, and it was a, it was kind of a big position because in that county things were weird. Where the coroner was the person that frequently talked to the media. Mm-hmm. If there, instead of police, if there was a murder or if there was a death, it was usually the coroner that did that job. It was such a political position; it was so weird. The guy that was coroner for a long time ended up his next job was state representative. He didn't. I mean, he was qualified as a coroner. It's so weird to be the positions like that are elected anyway. Right, but clearly he didn't. It, being the coroner was not his life's ambition. Being no. in the state legislature was his life's ambition. He used it as a springboard to get there. And that was a path weird, like kind of like the Missouri Attorney General's office in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that right. seems to be the springboard up into the U.S. Senate. But yeah, I, I mean, there are arguments for it and against it. I just. I, I I think the, the argument you made is a strong one, which is nobody's going to pay attention to the race. So you're just as likely, if not more so, to have somebody incompetent in the job. Now, I say that in light of the fact that it's been an appointed position and we apparently have somebody who's incompetent in the job. For now. Yeah. For now. That's... Um... At least we can... Who? Yes, we'll ask Manny Abarca. Who can fire the assessor and why haven't they done it yet mm-hmm. why haven't they done it yet yeah I, and i ask that kind of objectively right although i sound snarky about it it's possible that that conversation's happening again we'll ask manny abarca about it maybe the assessor didn't do anything wrong except being the leader sometimes you take the fall because you're the leader even if you didn't do anything wrong Sure. Specifically. Because you're running the office. So right. if there's a giant problem, and as I've said before, and I said yesterday, my biggest problem with the way that that whole thing was handled was her PR job after the fact. Once, yeah. it, once it was clear that things, that the house was on fire, she was running around telling everybody the house isn't on fire. Yeah. Um, as I have the staff meeting on there here, she has been on with Dana and Parks multiple times. Um, in fact, recently, we might try to find... Um, audio of her from Dana Parks. In fact, I think she was just on a few days ago. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand 
uh, the desire to make it an elected position. And if it is an elected position, I think we need to have a bigger conversation, and this applies to Frank White also, about making it easier to remove elected officials, particularly elected officials like this. Um, you know, uh, elect uh, like state lawmakers, that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. But when they have a job and job responsibilities day to day, where they can do incompetence, that's the word I'm looking for. When they do, when they're bad at their job, we need to have a way to get them out of it. Yeah, and I like the way you put that, because when your job is in the state legislature and your job is effectively to go argue... Right. Well, okay. Then it's then that should be up to your constituents the next election to see if you were good enough at arguing your point and representing their will while you were up there arguing. Because if if you had you know if you made the process if you greased the skids for taking elected officials out of office who are at that level, that's all that would be happening in the state legislature is they would be dealing with you know recall votes and uh, because all the time you're going to have forty five or fifty percent of your constituency who doesn't like you based on party, based on whatever. So it would be a nightmare that they would constantly be dealing with people coming in, going out, coming in, going out, being taken out. And anytime somebody won an election, the effort to remove them would begin the first day after they were elected. But for somebody like this, that where people, the only time that people would care about that job is when something goes horribly right. wrong than like coroner, you know, <laughs> if you found out that the coroner is covering up evidence of crimes or something like that, then in that case, yeah, you would want the people to have the ability very quickly to get somebody out of that job if they're not doing it well. What if nobody runs? What if nobody runs? You yeah. have to have someone in that job. Again, it's not like a lawmaker. Person. What if nobody runs for the job? How do you fill it? What if somebody sees, hey, I'd like to be in, in county government. Nobody's running for assessor. I'll run for assessor. And they don't have the qualifications, but they're the only one on the ballot. Sure. And, and they don't want to do anything but pick up a check. Right. And don't do the job at all. So then, yeah, you're, you would run on, into a situation very quickly where you would have a bunch of people who not only are not qualified, but just have no interest. If you have thoughts here, uh, we have to get to a break. 913-586-7798. Still to come, uh, Chiefs playing games on a couple of big holidays. Will you go? Will you watch? Will there be interest? And what will you do the rest of the day? Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So I was just checking the forecast for Christmas Day. Uh, as as uh, Nick Bender has been putting out on social media, it's going to feel more like spring on Christmas, like we're nowhere close to getting snow. It's going to be 60 degrees on Sunday. Uh, but for the Chiefs game on Monday, keep in mind, Chiefs play at noon on Christmas Day. Uh, it will be 52 degrees and raining. <laughs> will people go anyway? Uh, will it matter? Noon game is, that's a weird time for a game on Christmas Day. Like it's right in the middle of people's celebrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In fact, usually. Do you think people will go anyway? We don't We don't usually do games on Christmas Day, do we? Because uh, college football is over by then. And it no. seems to me that in the past, even if Christmas Day fell on a Sunday, they'd move them all back to Saturday or at least the, the lion's share of The them. NBA plays on Christmas. Yeah. I know that. And they play on New Year's. Um, yeah. And typically, obviously the typically. NFL plays on Thanksgiving. Uh, you, you've always got the three or four sometimes Thanksgiving Day games. But yeah, for this uh, for this year, we're doing three games Christmas Day, right? There's uh, there's a noon, a three thirty, and then a seven, or a seven thirty, something like that. So yeah, I I mean it's you should be impressed that I know that we play at noon on Christmas Day. <laughs> I am well done. No idea who else plays. <laughs> that I have the ability to use the internet and find out what time we play. Time to hit NFL.com and see. Um, but yeah, I know I know there's a few games coming up on Saturday or on Monday rather. Uh, for some reason, I can't get it out of my head that, that Christmas is on Saturday. It's not. It's on Monday. Yeah. Uh, so Kansas City takes on the Raiders at noon. Three thirty is the Giants and the Eagles which should be a laugher. And then uh, Christmas Day night at 7.15 is San Francisco and Baltimore, which should actually be a really good it's game. be a really good game. Okay, so 913-586-7798. Um, because Fox 4 did a story about whether um, Chiefs fans will even go to that game on Christmas Day because it's going to be, the weather's not going to be great. Although it's not going to be freezing cold. No. I mean, at least it's not going to be snowing. Uh, and super cold out there. But given that it is in the middle of Christmas Day, I take issue with the time. I'm not going to be in town anyway, but I take issue a little bit with it being noon. Most people, if they get together with family, it's not late in the evening. It's usually sometime during the day. Now you can have the game on in the background, but sure. will you go? Yeah. Will, will we sell that out? I, my prediction is it's going to be packed. It's going to be packed solid. First of all, it's the Raiders. So you got the division rivalry thing going on. Second of all, it should be a game that the Chiefs win in a cakewalk. So although, I mean, <laughs> that's why they play the game, right? I don't want to jinx it. Uh, and, and third, I just think that for especially for families, I mean, what a great game to bring the kids to. If you yeah. if you have the means, if you're a season ticket holder and you have a kid, I mean, <laughs> what kind of great Christmas present is, by the way, and you get to go to the game. Oh, wake up on Christmas morning. Yeah. Open the presents. And say, here's what we're doing today. And then off to the game. Yeah, big time. And it's early enough in the day that, at least for kids, I mean, it's not like they're getting home at, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock. You can still do stuff after. You could even still do family stuff after if you if you want to. Get up, go tailgate early. Yeah. And then, you know, do family stuff later in the day. Did you have a tradition for for the rest of Christmas Day? Like after, because usually with my sister and me, we were up at seven o'clock in the morning, banging on our parents' Mm -hmm. door, going, come on, let's go. And they were like, why can't you be like this when it's a school day? So we'd go down, open presents, and then we'd just have kind of the rest of the day to just do nothing. I mean, not much happened. 
ours was always weird, especially after my parents split because we had to do it multiple times. Yeah. But um, we just always went, and this is still kind of the thing. We just go to, I have an aunt that, that I'm close to, and so all the family gets together. I get annoyed because um, I don't like it when it's at like 2 p.m. That makes me crazy. Because it's not bre- it's not lunch, it's not dinner. Yeah, it's it's right in the middle of the afternoon, but that's usually what we did. And then uh, those of you from Illinois and Indiana will know this: uh, we play euchre. It's a card game. The rest of the day, <laughs> there's just enough of us to have a lot of us playing. But now it's the thing where um, we have a group of cousins that. This is when we see each other. It's Christmas Day. It's the only time we all see each other. So usually we're just kind of hanging out, catching up. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just because none of us have seen each other in a year. That's so. really funny that there's that split. So I guess Northern Illinois, it's Euchre. Southern Illinois, Klepper. So, you know, everybody's got their own got their own card game that, that's that kind of tradition. What? What's the game? Klepper. It's, uh, I've and never I've, heard that term before. I have watched it play. I think it's K-L-O-E-P-P-E-R, if you want to look it up. Uh, I could said that. I could be wrong about that. But, um, yeah, I, I've watched it played. We used to sit at the bar and watch the guys playing Klepper all the time. But I, I Oh, have, it's very similar. And they told me to the rules are so convoluted that it's one of those games that you have to start playing when you're six. So is Euchre. It's is one it? of those okay, that... Yeah. And I'm reading about it, and, it, and it's very much compared to Euchre. Yeah, it, people in Kansas City don't know the game. If you know it, then I know where you're from. Um, <laughs> it's an Illinois, Indiana, northern Ohio, southern Michigan thing. Yeah. Um, and it's played in pairs, and so you have to have sets of four in order to be able to play. It's complicated. It's a lot of rules. It takes a while to get it. The only time I've ever taught people to play it, because now we're, we're teaching the next generation of kids, you have to have like a whole day. And you have to practice and you have to watch somebody do it first. Yes. And then you, you know, and, but once you teach the teenagers in the family, then you, then you kind of know. So that's, that's what we end up doing. We'll throw that out to you as well. What do you do the rest of the day then? If you're, if you're doing a noon lunch on Christmas day, what's the tradition after that? Yeah, we, when, when our kids were in that, uh, they're three years apart. So when they were in that range of like where one, the older one was 10 and the younger one was seven, we would go to the movies. Um, that's, it's one of the few things that tends to be open on Christmas day because they know nobody's doing anything. You've got that downtime, especially in the middle of the day. And so, yeah, we'd, we'd open the presents and then we would go off to, uh, go off to the big 20 multiplex cinema thing, find something to watch, usually a noon movie or a one o'clock in the afternoon movie, go to the, the matinee cause it's cheaper usually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would, it would kill a few hours in the middle of the day. We got lucky the, the last year that we went because the only thing, the only other thing in the entire uh, like area, that, that entire shopping center area where the movie theater was located was a TGI Fridays. And they were open. Oh. They, they opened up at 11 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day. And they told us, yeah, it's because the theater is open. We know people are going to come here and eat either before or after the movie because nobody else is open. Yeah, that's another question too. If you are, if you do like a noontime meal for Christmas, what do you what do you do for dinner then? I like the idea. This year we are doing noon. Finally, mm-hmm. I convinced people to do it my way. I could see like ordering pizza, <laughs> like just doing something super easy. Ordering pizza at like seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Why not? And, you know? and I know our, our, I I saw something on this yesterday. As a matter of fact, that the traditional Christmas Day dinner, like the big meal with turkey or ham or whatever, where everybody gets together, that that's really disappearing. That not a lot of really? people still do that. 
and I don't know why. I mean, but we have we already have plans for Christmas Day dinner. Jen and I do, and it's, okay. it'll just be the two of us. The kids are all going to be you know four wins, and uh, usually with us it was always Christmas Eve. That was the big meal. And usually it was Italian food. Jen mm. has the recipe for my mom's spaghetti sauce, and she's made it a couple of times and is fantastic at it. Uh, I mean, it, it's like I'm seven again. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, what we're going to do on Christmas Eve this year. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, the way that we did it was it was the individual families did Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So like my mom and dad and I did Christmas Eve night together, and my mom cooked, and then Christmas Day was with the extended family. Now... traditions change because everybody's got kids and grandkids and everything. It's just me and my mom now on Christmas Eve. My mom and I have gone out on Christmas Eve. Like, we'll just go and do happy hour. Sure. You know, and just kind of go and and bar hop a little bit on Christmas Eve because why not? Um, Yeah, some of you are texting in. I think the idea of the traditional Christmas dinner is interesting or the lack of it is interesting. We do Italian food on Easter. I haven't been home for Easter in years, but we we used to do Italian food on Easter. Italian family, right? So there's always going to be... That's that's always going to be there. I don't do ham. I, I could, we could never have ham at a dinner, and I would be okay with that. Mom always went to uh, the Honey Baked Place, which she always oh. got the name wrong. She used to call it the Honey Bear Ham Company. I have no idea why. I mean, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, but she would go there and get one of the spiral sliced hams. Uh, and yeah. then you know, if we were going to do a big dinner like that for Easter or for Christmas or whatever. But, uh, yeah, to the Italian food thing, gnocchi is a traditional Christmas Eve thing in Italy. So it's my favorite that thing. Was, one of my favorite things. After a while, I was I was always called on to do that on Christmas Eve. Um, so yeah, nothing wrong with that either. Feel free to get in here. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Some of you are texting in about the things that you cook. I think that's a that's interesting. Also, so feel free to get those in. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll wrap the hour with that next on KMBZ. Welcome back in here on a Wednesday morning. Uh, Manny Barca of the Jackson County Legislature joining us coming up after 11 o'clock to get back into our conversation about what has been happening in the assessor's office. Uh, A few quick travel stories to get to here. We'll talk about Iceland here in a second. Predictably, what the problem is now with that volcano we'll get to here. But People.com had this story about the family that bought what they thought was a $10,000 gift card to go to Disney. No, it wasn't. That's not what it was. <laughs> not, not so much. Huh? Yeah, no. they ended up with a ten thousand dollar or ten thousand dollars worth of gift cards for Disney Plus. How? <laughs> First of all, why is there a ten thousand dollar gift card for Disney Plus for somebody who wants that streaming service for the next thousand years? And usually it's I know I say this a lot. But a lot of, um, like, I get it free from a cell phone plan. I mean, usually Disney Plus is something that's included with Hulu or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I don't know why. Why would you buy a $10,000 gift card for Disney, let alone Disney Plus? Yeah, I I don't know what it was that they were trying to accomplish. I mean, if you've got the $10,000 to spend on the gift cards, why don't you just go buy the cruise? Well, so it was a, apparently it was parents of this family oh, they were that trying. bought the gift cards to distribute for 16 family members to go on this trip, <laughs> which makes you feel a little bad because it makes you think maybe the parents were a little older yeah. and didn't realize what they were doing. But they bought the gift cards for Disney Plus, the streaming service, not Disney the park but if you're i mean if you're gonna spend that kind of money and you're not 100 percent sure of what you're buying ten thousand dollars i hope that means that, that, that that's just nothing to them 
I mean, there are right. people in this world that $10,000 is like, oh, yeah, I made that up in the market yesterday. No problem. But not all of us are like that. So they and by the way, the, according to the People article, since the couple was trying to input the gift cards on Disney's gift card website, the numbers were already scratched off the back of the cards, which means they cannot return them. Oh, my gosh. They are ineligible. Man, that stinks. Disney didn't make it. They didn't. Disney didn't get involved and say, like, we know because Disney still gets the money. Yeah. It's the same company. Why does Disney care if it's Disney Plus or at the park? Disney didn't make an exception and say, we get that this was an accident. That's crummy. Yeah, they they went on to say people chimed in with different ideas for how to remedy the issue in overwhelming amounts. Um, this isn't People Magazine. This is just people who heard the story. Yeah, we were you know had all kinds of different uh, things to do, and she, uh, one of the women that was involved in this said she also learned her family wasn't the only one that this has happened to. She said that's been something of a comfort, but still, I mean they're out ten grand right now, so. I don't know what they're going to be able to do about it. You're right. I mean, because they're gift cards that were not used, Disney should just write this off and say, all they're out is the cost of the cards themselves, right. which is nothing. Several of you have said on the text line, you get a discount when you buy the gift cards, uh -huh. so it helps with the cost of a cruise. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, if you buy the gift cards in bulk like that, you you get a discount. Man, where was this? Where was this family? Where did they live? It doesn't tell me in the story because it was on TikTok. Um, yeah, they said because the couple was trying to input the gift cards on Disney's gift card website, the numbers were already scratched off the back, like you said, which made them ineligible. Disney needs to do the PR move here and call, and get a hold of this family and say, especially because it's making, I mean, I saw it in people.com. I assume somebody else picked it up too. Sure. They Disney needs to make this right. Well, yeah, because the, as we said, the the money. I mean, the cards themselves have not been used to buy the service. Right. So they so, still it's still just money that Disney has. Yeah, they're not in the out purchase. Anything. They just need to transfer it to something else. Right. What, what they really ought to do is just refund it and say, okay, now if you need our help to buy the gift cards for the cruise, no problem. We'll have one of our representatives help you out. You tell them what you want, and we'll get right. that done for you. Yeah, um, I hope there's an hopefully there'll be an update on that so that we can have better news about that. Uh, we were talking yesterday about the volcano in Iceland that has been going off. And it's um, again, it's been the best version of this possible. It didn't affect population. The flow went the opposite direction of the infrastructure that they wanted to protect. Of course, the problem they're having now and that they're warning against is tourists <laughs> wanting to go and see the lava. <laughs> And it was so funny because I saw this morning the story out of the Daily Beast. Iceland sends stern warning to tourists. And it's because you had a hiker who already had to be rescued by helicopter going to see the lava and got lost. Yeah. And it just went off over the weekend. Well, it's not like getting lost in a situation like that could be dangerous at all. Oh, Nothing no, could wait. Happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this week's eruption, which Icelandic authorities, according to the Daily Beast, uh, have been preparing for, we talked about that, since the earthquakes happened starting back in November. They say it happened mere miles from the country's Blue Lagoon. Uh, and because of that, and I think that's what people are really going for, is they want that contrast of seeing mm -hmm. the fire on one side, the Blue Lagoon, which is one of the most gorgeous places on the planet on the other side. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, get caught in the middle of that. See what happens. 
so uh, I, the first thing I wondered about was, um, was this a case of inexperienced hiker? But no, it doesn't sound like it because what happened is the hiker got sep- two people went hiking. One of the people got separated from the gear. So they had gear with them. I mean, they weren't so dumb that they didn't take stuff with them. <laughs> Um, but well, not like said, our hikers here in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually people, that's one thing that makes um, Iceland a little different. You don't go to Iceland as a tourist without some um, sense of adventure. And usually if you have that sense of adventure, you have a little bit of knowledge, but, but that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the guy had um, a flashlight and got a hold of a helicopter using SOS signals and was like flashing that into the sky. And that's how they were able to let him know where they were. Okay. So at least they had a flashlight. Uh, He gotten cold uh, and left his equipment with the flashlight in another place, but they eventually found him. Okay, stay away from the volcano. Uh, Here's what I like about this, because uh, they they mentioned the town that this is near, Grindavik, and they said since the town's been evacuated as a precaution, hikers are legally permitted to trek near the volcanic site at their own risk. And I hope they're sticking to their guns on that, where it's if you go out there and get yourself crossed up, don't call us. We told you not to. I wonder if they'll stick to that. I bet Iceland will rescue them anyway. Yeah. I mean, in this case, they did. They said it's a 12-mile route to the site, and it's extremely challenging. What makes it? Yeah, one would assume so. What other than lava makes it extremely challenging? Smoke. Smoke inhalation. I mean, if you get, I'm partially yeah. joking, but I'm like, what's, yeah, is it, um, geologically, is are there rocks and stuff that make it difficult? Oh, sure. And there's also still the potential for earthquakes on top of it. So, yeah, everything can go wrong. And they also, yeah, um, uh, yeah, just the, the footing is not going to be good because it's wet and cold and, you know, potentially icy and uh, <laughs> just, it sounds like a great place to stay away from. Uh, but there will be more cases of this. Because those are really cool pictures to get. Yep. And 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 really neat to see up close. You know what I'm fine with? Sitting on my couch, looking at my computer. <laughs> it looks Watching really YouTube. cool. Here's what I would suggest. Get a flight that's going over it anyway. Yeah. And see it from the air. <laughs> a flight that's going over it at 1 o'clock in the morning. Where you yes, can look it, down and see it in dark. the dark. Yeah. Usually they do. Usually flights that go from the U.S. to Europe will go overnight. Just get one, check the flight path. No doubt. Yeah, it's, uh, but you're right. I mean, this is going to happen again. We're going to hear more stories about this. By the way, thanks to the text line mm-hmm. for pointing out that uh, in the Disney Plus story, Disney has apparently resolved it. Uh, they they, they allowed the, uh, according to Perkins News Weekly, sorry, I don't read that one yet, uh, but they said they reached out and allowed the family to put the money on different cards. Well done, Disney. Very cool. All right, Manny Abarca, Jackson County Legislature, joins us next here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.